Hey guys, welcome to In the Trenches with Sam Mays. This guy. The other guy you're looking at is Mr. Todd Lizenby, part of the Sellout Crowd Group. Also, Todd, how are you, sir? I'm wonderful, Sam. I'm wonderful. I, uh, you're a lot. You're a lot calmer than the last time we talked on Saturday night after OSU's game. Yeah, no, it took me. Um, I would say probably a shout out to Tito's for sponsoring my post game uh, conversation. I was a little bit emotional, you know, like. It, I, I tell people all the time, people think I hate Oklahoma State, and that, that's just not the case. I just, I loved, my four years in Stillwater are some of the best years of my entire life. I loved every second of being on campus at Oklahoma State, from the guys on the football team to the student body to the people I worked with in academics to the teachers. I mean, every part of it. You know, the Stillwater is the perfect college experience, in my opinion, if you are an 18-year-old, you know, kid from middle of nowhere, Ohio, just trying to make a way, you know, and, and I thought everything that happened to me in Stillwater was perfect. I had a great college football experience. And I, I just want to see that continue, that level of play continue, that level of toughness continue. And I get a little frustrated when my team, and I'm going to call it my team and OSU fans get mad when I say that, but it is it's my team when they take the field and they look less than they should. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday, Todd. They looked unprepared. They looked they looked physically more like that FCS team than they did a Division One team. They're not big. They're not physical. It's it is it's amazing to me what's happened in Oklahoma State. And the thing is, that's even crazier, Todd. Is everything that has happened around the football program is fantastic, right? They have all the support in the world. What they did with that stadium was incredible. Think about how many schools have have upgraded their facilities multiple times in the last uh, 10 years. Oklahoma State did it once, right, in the early part of this decade, and it's still one of the top 10 facilities in the country. They've done a magnificent job in the weight room, all the support staff. they got a million-dollar strength conditioning coach that's renowned around the world for what he brings to the table. It just seems like everything but the football is where it needs to be, right? And so, yeah, you know, I, I was pissed after that game on Saturday, when you watch, you know, Oklahoma take the field and do exactly what they should have done, look exactly the way they should have looked. When you look at teams around the nation, take the field in game number one and decimate their FCS opponents and decimate their, their lesser opponents in week number one. And Oklahoma state found themselves in, two, in a four quarter game with a team that they shouldn't have been in a four quarter game with. And so, yeah, I was, I was irate basically after that so, game. I'll, listen, I'll just say this, Sam. First of all, you never have to apologize to me for wanting Oklahoma State to be great. I think what people don't realize is like there's this kind of up and down like relationship that fans have every year watching the team. You have your good years, your bad years. But when you're invested and you invested four years of your life at that university, you want to see this. You don't want to see this, right? Like you don't right. want to see your hard work dip back down. And and I understand that you want to constantly see that moving up. And you never have to apologize for that. I I guess my what what frustrates me, and I'm sure you're the same, and, and the name of the show is In the Trenches, so it's perfectly fitting, is that in the trenches, it doesn't seem like year on and year on it gets any better at Oklahoma State. Right. And that's especially got to bother you because that's what you did, right? I mean, like imagine you work at a car dealership for – four years and that dealership's great. And you go back 10 years later and there's just a couple hoopties on the lot and you know, the grass is a foot high, you know, like that's, right. that's, I understand the frustration. So from your viewpoint, now that you've had a couple days to think about it, Sam, why do you think that's happening at Oklahoma state year in and year out? 
it's it's been really kind of this crazy journey for the last 10 years for the Cowboy offensive line. I would have told, and it's just not my class. Like I did, I played with a, a great group of offensive linemen. At one point, we were ranked in the top 15 offensive lines in the country. Bowie and Aiken and Doug Koning and all those guys were ex Corey Hilliard was a freshman All-American. I mean, I played with some real dogs up front, but it really has been part of the Oklahoma State tradition even before I got there. I mean, think back to the teams that Gundy quarterbacked through the 90s all the way through the 2000s, right? You get to 2011, you win a Big 12 championship, you should have competed for a national title, in my opinion. Then there's just been nothing but great offensive line play, right? There were two, two things well, yeah, Oklahoma I State mean, was known for. Sam, Barry Sanders didn't run for a gazillion yards without some good offensive Correct. line play in front of him. Absolutely, right? They are just – and it's great running backs, great offensive line play, always that one receiver. These are staples in Oklahoma State football. And for the last 10 years, it's just been ridiculous. Now, look, they've had some injuries. They've had some guys that – uh uh you know, that, that's retired early. They had some guys that, you know, made some decisions that weren't best for the football program. I get that, but it just seems like with the turnover in the coaching, uh, that they've had over the years, it, it, this whole group has just been devastated and they can't recruit it back for some reason, right? I also feel like that's a big part of it. You got to right. start somewhere and you wonder, you know, if they're just not starting in the right place. I think coach Dickey is an excellent coach, excellent coach. He proved it at Kansas State forever and ever and ever. But now all of a sudden he for, he forgot how to do that in Stillwater doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't get it either, and it's I can understand how it's frustrating. Like I said, especially for you as someone that played that position. But you know, I think one of the big talking points from the game, Sam, is the quarterback situation. Absolutely, um, I, I thought it was interesting. A how the quarterbacks went in the like the sequence that they went in. I thought it was interesting who the starter was, and then it was very interesting that Bowman was sandwiched in the middle. And I don't know that this – I don't, like, think that Gundy sat down and, like, some sort of evil genius was like, let's put my son Gunner in at the end when the other team's wearing down. But let's not act like that didn't help, right? I mean, Central Arkansas was worn down. Kenny Mossman, former SID at Oklahoma, responded to one of my tweets on Saturday night. That's the difference between 85 scholarships and 63. And Absolutely. Late in the game on Saturday. So I just thought the sequence of which they played was interesting and – from from one to the other, you know, I thought that Rangel was probably the best, if you're asking me to rank the three of them, when he was in the I game. I agree. But also, I think that was when the offensive line was playing the worst, is when Rangel was in the game. Right. Then you get the Bowman in the middle, and I think Bowman was – he was good. You can tell he's experienced, but there were drops. And the offensive – like, the offense was very flat. And then Gunnar Gundy got in, and – I don't know that he's the most talented of the three. I really don't know, but he he did he didn't do anything to cost himself game time. Right. So I don't think they are any closer after one game to knowing who the starter is. And I don't know what you feel, but to me that's a problem. You got to yeah, know absolutely. after one game which direction you're going. It's it's a problem that you can't decipher it in the time given to you before the season. And it, and I wouldn't complain if this was like an occasional thing for Oklahoma State. It's like every year, right? There's a quarterback conversation or there's a battle going into week one or we're going to see multiple quarterbacks in week one. It's like he like it like Gundy likes that. Like it doesn't make right. any sense to me. How are you not any further along? Like it's not like you've got a, you know, a favorite, but you want to give the backup some time to see if he's a gamer type of thing. You know what I mean? Right. See if he gets in the lights turn on and all of a sudden he's a little bit different or even like you have two conflicting styles. Of quarterback, all these guys want to drop back and throw the football. That's who they all are. You're telling me in the four weeks of camp that you had, and then how as immersive and um, 
ridiculous these summer conditioning programs are with these kids and they're running their own practices and everything else. You don't have enough time to decide which quarterback is going to be your guy. I think Rangel is the dude. I 100% agree with you. When Gunner got in the game, not only was uh, Central Arkansas tired, but the but they're you know they they have been beaten up for four quarters right. of football, right? And the Oklahoma State running game was hitting on all cylinders. So now they're able to you know be balanced and throw the football when they want to type of thing. Rangel's in the game and. Uh, Rangel's in the game, and that was not the case. The offensive line started extremely slow. They weren't opening yep. any holes in the run game, and he's out there doing the best he can do. I think that kid's got a nice arm on him. I think he's athletic enough to get it done. Uh, I was pretty impressed with the poise he had in the pocket. He looked like the leader of the football team when he was in there. Didn't look confused. Everybody seemed to respond pretty well to him. It, there, there was. I was really kind of surprised we didn't see him. I mean, Bowman's QBR was like 19 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm. I was surprised we didn't see Rangel come back in after Bowman to finish out the game. That would have right. been the smart thing to do, right? That would have been the smart thing to do. Okay, cool. We've seen them both. Rangel seems like he's the better option here. Let me get him back in so he can take command of his football team and close this thing out. But instead, Gunner Gundy trots out there in the third team guy, and now we have this ridiculous look, right? This ridiculous quarterback conversation where I don't think he's got a real chance of competing. But all of a sudden, because he performed well, and he did, he did all right, right? He closed out the game. Now you have to have this conversation. So, yeah, I'm assuming we're going to see multiple quarterbacks against a Pac-12 opponent on the road, which doesn't seem like a smart idea. Now, is Arizona State any good? The answer is no. Are they as bad as Oklahoma State looked last week? Mm, Maybe. Maybe they are. Maybe this is a toilet bowl scenario where you got a couple of bad teams in week two playing for, you know, to to see who's the better one. But – it just seems like they 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 hurt themselves too often, right? With coaches from, decisions from the sidelines that put Oklahoma State in negative positions. Well, I think I think first off, I just want to say this: my dad was a coach. I've been hyper aware of this as someone who played for my dad, and I played high school basketball for my dad. I couldn't imagine playing college football for my dad, and I don't think it's fair to Gunner. Some of the criticism that comes with him being Mike Gundy's son. Right, I th- I think you go into it knowing that's going to happen, but I think there was way too much of that. Like Gunner Gundy did what he was asked to do. Right, he, like there was a three and out, and then the offense went down the field and scored twice, and they put the game away. Um, right, so he did what he was asked to do, and I think he deserves some credit for that. It will be the interesting one to me is what happens with Bowman, because to me Bowman's the oldest guy, and Gundy has Mike Gundy has usually leaned towards the older quarterback, and you're right, he wasn't great on Saturday. And Rangel was better, and Gundy was good. Gundy right. was good. So, so where does Bowman's play? Like, I, I think you could make an argument that we might see the same thing this Saturday, and it's going to drive Oklahoma State fans, and you especially, absolutely bat-ass crazy. You know, I, I will say this. I feel like times are changing as Oklahoma State fans are a little more hostile than normal, right? I mean, I've been fighting this fight for 10 years, Todd. I mean, 2011 happens, and I felt like there was a steady decline in Oklahoma State's football program, even though he's winning a bunch of games. People don't want to have this conversation about Mike Gundy. It's always, he's a winningest coach in school history. And I'm like, yeah, of course he is. But we need to all understand that Mike Gundy won a bunch of games in the worst period, era, period of Big 12 football ever. Texas was non-existent. Oklahoma was down. You got Art Bryles doing his thing and, and Baylor that was competitive. But outside of that, this conference was horse crap. And yeah, he won a bunch of games. But what we weren't seeing was the growth and development of the football program 
to take the next step, to right, to be a consistent national championship contender. That never happened. Recruiting has just gotten worse and worse and worse as the brand continues to grow. People have an expectation for Oklahoma State football. When Pistol Pete comes trotting out, you know, on the college game day opener, people know who that is. Oklahoma State University has done a masterful job at building their brand. And they've done it by asking the for the fans to spend more, to do up, do more, to show up more. And you know what the fans continue to do? Meet the expectation. Sold out season tickets this year for Oklahoma State. They're here for it. They're ready for it. They want more out of their team. And when they don't get it, I get people coming up to me in the gym mad, right? And laughing. And I was so embarrassed. And you should have been. I was also equally embarrassed by the, the performance they had this weekend. So I'm excited to see a fan base at this point, maybe put a put some pressure. Not only, and, and I'm not even worried about Mike Gundy because Mike Gundy doesn't give two shits about the fans and their opinion. I promise you that. He does not care. He doesn't care any of that stuff. That dude is about as complacent as it gets, 100%. He's doing his thing the way he wants to do it. He's not worried about anybody else has to say. But if the fans are mad and they start being vocal about it, the organization, the, the university is going to hear them. Right. And the university has also has to be equally frustrated with that performance. You got guys out there hyping up their football season. Here we go. Oklahoma State fans. We sold out the university, all these great hype videos. And then you do what? Trot that garbage out there. Come on. Be better. Right. At the bottom. get You have to be better than that. Well, I have to ask you, Sam, before we go, just real quickly, because we talked a lot about the offense. The defense had moments. Uh, but still didn't look sharp. The three, three, five, you know, the big, you and I are offensive line guys. I think, you know, every time and very rarely did I face it, it wasn't near as popular in the early two thousands as it is now when we both played. But when I saw a three front, especially a three, three, like that's, I just, I get excited as an offensive. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, we've seen West Virginia over the years in that three, three, five struggle to stop the run Oklahoma state. Did it against Central Arkansas, but what's it going to look like this week? I think that's my legit question from the Cowboys. And also it looked like just like a little bit with Brent Venables last year in Norman, like they were having trouble sometimes just getting lined up right. Like you said, a lot of pre-snap chatter. Uh, We talked about that in our OU uh, breakdown about how much better it looked on Saturday in Norman. But a lot of pre-snap chatter and a lot of guys not knowing exactly where they needed to be, it felt like. Yeah, there was definitely some confusion. I mean, everybody wants to look at the score throughout the game and say the defense is doing a good job. I would argue that, one, there was a lot of confusion in the defense, and two, uh, luckily for us, Central Arkansas beat themselves up quite a bit in this game. They made a lot of mistakes. They were missing assignments. They weren't making the right decision with the football and things like that that allowed the Cowboys to take advantage of them defensively. I mean, I think if I had to grade this, you know, I'm giving the the offense a D- minus and the defense probably a C-. minus. You know, I mean, I thought they they weren't the worst group out there, but they definitely didn't look like they needed to look as a Division One football program. We all got to start looking around, right? Like that's the thing that I would encourage Oklahoma State fans to to look at. I'm sitting there with my with my fiance this weekend watching the games. She's a diehard NFL fan. This is the most that she's ever watched college football, and she kind of chuckles, you know, when balls are dropped or when little mistakes are made. She's like, "Oh, you don't see that in the NFL," and she's right, right? But even she could admit that. When you look at college football today, it is bigger, it is faster, it is more hard-hitting. Todd, I can finally say after 20 years that I look around in that league and think about myself 
as a 20 year old and wonder if I would have had what it would take to be an All American today. When you look at the average size of the defensive end, it's closer to 300 pounds than it is to 250 pounds when you and I were kids. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it has gotten bigger, faster, stronger. Some of the hits we saw in that Colorado TCU game were just jarring, right? At the line of scrimmage. These dudes are here to show up, play big boy football, and Oklahoma State is not playing big boy anything right now. And that how is L- how about the LSU quarterback trying to hurdle the Florida State guy right. drove him to the ground. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. this this sport is taking another step. You know, you, you look at the whole semi-pro aspect of it. I know people are mad about the transfer portal and NIL and these things. Uh, what it is going to do is make the competition better. Right. Our Saturdays are going to be crazy. Our Saturdays are going to be intense. And though now with the focus, these guys are being put on their bodies, the nutrition, the strength and conditioning, all the things that have changed over the last 20 years. They look more and more like the 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 average guy on your football team looks like an NFL player today versus what they did 20 years ago. This whole game is stepping up and Oklahoma state seems like they're stuck in the mud right now. And it's crazy. It is crazy that that, that team that we saw on Saturday is a division one big 12 football program. And in, in a time where you're getting ready to lose OU in the Big 12, you're losing Texas in the Big 12, you got a bunch of newcomers, Gundy by far the elder statesman as a head coach, go out there and take it. Go out there and be great. Go out there and be the best coach and have the best team in this league. It's right for the picking right now, and the Cowboys limp out in game one this season. I guess my only thing I would say, Sam, is just remember that there have been – And I'm not saying this makes it any better because I know that you want better for Oklahoma State. But just remember, there have been many years where they've looked like this early and we've looked up in November and gone, this team has nine wins or this team has eight wins. So, you know, I think I think your frustration is that that feels like the ceiling again. Right. right? And not and not like it's a continued movement up. So we'll see. Um, I don't I honestly don't think we're going to learn a lot this weekend as well. Arizona State's not very good. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll definitely learn this. You know, how do they travel? You know, what's the mindset coming into into uh, game number two? You know, we we'll always hear that old coach speak that the biggest improvement comes between week one and week two, which is true. You know, so you hope to see them take the field and look like the better football team because Arizona State, like you said, is not very good. Uh, if this is a fumble, bumble, stumble situation, then you know, go ahead and throw out that red flag and, and think all of a sudden the Cowboys are looking at five games. You know, instead of nine games, and I'm 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 not even close to nine at this point. And maybe that's just the emotional frustrated part of me. But I look the at that team and helps, think this honestly. is going to be pretty the difficult. The schedule does help. Yeah, the schedule does help. Yeah, uh, right. The schedule does you, help. Sam, I, would so agree. Oklahoma, I would agree. Oklahoma State's going to Arizona State this weekend, and I don't know if you saw, but there was a dust storm last weekend at Arizona State for their. Yeah, home it was game. wild. Yeah, so I want to ask you, what's the craziest weather you've ever played in? Craziest weather I ever played in definitely was in high school. We had a, I don't know if it was a hurricane that came, you know, off of the Atlantic or what it was, but we were playing Ursuline, which is a a Catholic school in Youngstown, good football program uh, at Youngstown State. And this is back in the day when Youngstown State had that old school turf, right? Just the Astro turf. And it had rained so much, Todd, that the turf had lifted off of the, off of the cement and was floating. So we would hit each other, right? So a deep linebacker hits a running back, the running back hits the ground, and like a slip and slide, they would fly like 10, 15 feet, uh, and just water flying everywhere. It's the, it's the wettest that I've ever 
I've seen a, a football field my entire life. I'll never forget that, uh, that game at all. I think we ended up losing it. And, you know, the score was like, oh, I don't know, 13 to 15, something dumb because it was just ball. You know, we fumbled the ball mm-hmm. probably six times and it was just crazy, but no lightning. So we played the game, but I was, that's definitely got to be it. What about you? Well, I, it's crazy that I played high school football in Oklahoma. You played in Ohio, but mine's a snow story. Oh. So my senior year, we were in the state semifinals, and we played Turpin. I went to high school at Luther, Class A semifinals in Woodward, and we're driving out, and as we're driving out through Kingfisher, I think we went with Tonga, like that direction, it was rain, rain and snow mix, and we started getting closer to Woodward, and it was like a winter wonderland. And it was that 32 degrees – Thick snow, sticks oh, and everything, yeah. and the wind was blowing from our right to left out of the north. So every player in the middle of their head, we had black helmets, but one side was white because the snow would just stick. <laughs> you were standing on the sidelines, so you could tell the guys that were the reserves because they had a stripe on their helmet. But it snowed, Sam. It snowed so much, and it was a neutral site game, so nobody was really prepared. Right, they were getting tractors out. They go across the field, and the snow would have covered it by the time, like. I'm talking literally this much snow, feet sinking in snow, and I was the center, and I mean like ball, snow deeper than the football, the entire field. It was wild. Uh, the best part about it, ref threw a flag one time, wind caught it, went in a little snow drift. We had literally had like a six-minute delay looking for the referee's flag because it dug in so far to the snow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was That's actually awesome. the last game of my high school career. We lost in the semis, and I remember thinking like, it sucks. We're not going to the finals, but also that was really cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Would you, well, would you have gone uh, no sleeves? No. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same. no sleeves. To this day, I mean, my oh, fingertips still hurt when it gets really cold since that night. It's, it's a O line pride thing, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. No sleeves. Now I will wear them in practice. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh no, come on, Sam. The thick, the thick Under Armour stuff. Yeah. The thick gloves. Yeah. You're the I never had, had the, the like kangaroo pouch. You had like the hunter's gloves and you had like the camo undershirt. Oh yeah. yeah. All the things I didn't yeah. wear. I t- you know what I did do? I don't know about you. Did you wear big offensive line gloves? No, never. I, I wore receiver gloves. I just liked how small they were, you know, kept you from getting cut up, Newman's? but I didn't like you. What Newman's were they the Newman's? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, until I got to school, they were Newman's. Now you were, had, you were a big cowboy collar guy, right? Oh yeah, I had that cowboy collar. Yeah, yeah, and and surely for looks, I've never still, I still understand what that did for my neck. <laughs> Just made it cramp up a little more. That's all. And I'll did. tell you what. Also, like as the older I got, Todd, the smaller my pads got. So I went from offensive line pads right to defensive line pads, and then I was like, "You think I could squeeze in those linebacker pads?" <laughs> Like it's it, the better you get and the older you get, the more equipment you start to shed when yep. you realize that all that stuff is doing is weighing you down and making you heavy and making you not as flexible. And, you know, so all of a sudden I didn't have any pads in my pants, you know, no knee pads, no thigh pads, none Same. of that stuff. Super no small shoulder pads. No mouthpiece, none of that right. stuff. If I could have gotten some kicker pads, I would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun, Sam. I'm looking forward to chatting with you all through the football season. Uh, I know you and I are excited to get together. We're definitely going to have some opinions that I think some other people aren't. Um, And uh, I think I know how to bring out some of your craziness. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. I love this. I love this show. 
Um, this is In the Trenches here on the Sellout Crowd Network. That's Todd Lisenby. I'm Sam Mays. Make sure you like, subscribe, go to YouTube, check out all of our social medias. I'm at All American Mays on X. Are you still calling X Twitter? Twitter X is what I yeah, call it. I, I'm still calling it Twitter, you know, but it is X. So, yeah, follow me on X. I had a great um, time this weekend with a bunch of you guys on social media, which is awesome. We're going to do some things with this show. We're going to have some great guests with the show. But Todd and I, Todd is going to be a staple. You're going to see quite a bit of him. Uh, Todd and I have worked together now. Todd, what it seems like for over a decade, we've been in and out of each other's lives. It's good to be back here on the Sellout Crawl Network. Once again, this is In the Trenches. Thanks a lot, Todd. Thank you, Sam.